It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What's up, 49ers faithful? We are back with another episode of the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast on the Odyssey Network. And as the great Al Sacco once said, smash that subscribe button. Like, subscribe, download, send us money, whatever you want to do. Just just do it. Like, because <laughs> we are the longest running 49ers podcast on the internet right now. Do you guys know that we are the longest one now that Oscar is out of the game? It's us. We've been around a long time. I I feel yeah. hard pressed to join in on the we of that. Uh, yeah. But you guys, you guys are part. No, you're, of you're the part longest of running too. podcast. You're, you're part of that too. And for those of you listening in, I am as always joined by Al Sacco and Brian Rennick, and it is our first off season show of uh, 2023. Super Bowl is over, free agency coming, and this is officially the worst time of the year. As far as sports go, there is no mm-hmm. baseball, hockey, and and the NBA are nowhere close to the playoffs. And we are just sitting here discussing Clint Kubiak and the hiring of Clint Kubiak and quarterbacks. Let's get into it, guys. Big news, big news. Yeah, the Huge 49ers. News. Yeah, so uh, Tom Pelissero reported, uh, I think about two hours ago, that the 49ers are hiring Clint Kubiak into a quote unquote top spot on Kyle Shanahan's staff. Uh, most people are saying that it is probably just a replacement for Bobby Slowick, who was pass game coordinator last season is now D'Amico Ryan's offensive coordinator uh, down in Houston. Uh, and let's not confuse Clint Kubiak with Clay Kubiak, who is already on the 49er staff as assistant QBs coach. So now we've got a greasy and two Kubiaks on this staff. I mean, it's it's a Denver Broncos bonanza over here in Santa Clara. Um, and a McCaffrey. And a McCaffrey. And yeah. a McCaffrey. Yep. Yeah, great, great point. And a McCaffrey. So, yeah, I mean, it. Any anybody that Kyle Shanahan hires, I'm like, well, that's probably a great hire because that is what he has proven over and over again. Uh, Kubiak's only been has been an offensive coordinator once. That was in 2021 with the Minnesota Vikings. And they finished that season with the, I believe, the 12th ranked offense in the NFL. Um, underneath Pelissero's tweet about the hiring were a ton of Vikings fans who were just whiny man babies about Clint Kubiak. Uh, and I couldn't figure out why. They hate him there, apparently. Um, but again, the offense that he ran was the 12th ranked offense in the NFL. And then he went to, to Denver last year as the QB coach uh, for Nathaniel Hackett. And then took over play calling, uh, I believe, after week 11 and actually increased Denver's scoring by five points a game from 14 and a half through week 11, 14 and a half points a game to 19 and a half points a game. So uh, Kubiak, well-versed in the Shanahan system, obviously uh, his dad was uh, was Mike's uh, offensive coordinator for uh, 10 seasons uh, in in Denver. So. Uh, yeah, just just adding to the the cabinet of offensive minds that are already there. Oh, Anthony Lynn, another Denver Bronco uh, yes. <laughs> connection. Uh, Anthony Lynn was a running backs for uh, Mike Shanahan in in Denver. So, yeah, it is uh, apparently Bob, Denver, Bobby Turner Denver as West. well. Yeah, Denver West here, Denver West in in Santa Clara. So Kubiak was the OC for the Vikings in 2021, right? Yeah, when he was. 
Yep. Do you, do you think Tim and Kyle are just going to stay up at night and talk about Kirk Cousins together? I think oh, that's God. why he's hired. I think that's, like, that's why he was hired. Why, right? It's like, dude, we could have sleepovers. <laughs> we could talk about Kirk. It'll yeah. Be great. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, Brian, every <laughs> hire he makes is generally a good one to the staff. So it's hard to really delve too much into it or critique it's probably gonna be a great hire he's probably gonna get an oc job somewhere pretty soon because <laughs> that's just the way it works that is how so, it works did you guys see this trey lance interview with quincy avery there was a lot of trey lance stuff that came out today mm-hmm. recording this on a thursday he had this interview on a podcast with quincy avery and albert breer breer also had some interesting stuff about him that i just some stuff i want to hit on with him so yeah he said lance was on this podcast with quincy avery and he backed up what mike silver had said about his arm being dead said my arm was honestly just dead from throwing the whole entire time going through two fall camps my last year of college straight into draft prep i probably threw three times a week from 2020 and 2022 so he did indeed have a dead arm which which mike got killed for which was unfair for him because mike's pretty reliable dude but sometimes people hear things they don't like and they, they want to attack people but sure so that so that was you know that happened and he had just been throwing too much or whatever so um, and he talked about, you know, how hard it was for him this season and, uh, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And this was one of the the, the toughest years of his career um, just because of what he went through. And, and Quincy Avery had some really good things to say about him, Brian, didn't he? He did, you know, uh, just to kind of paraphrase. And, and we actually reached out to Quincy Avery. We're hoping to have him on the show, uh, hopefully sometime next week. Uh, but we'll see. But, you know, Quincy Avery is uh, the founder of QB Takeover. Uh, he has worked with a lot of QBs, uh, especially the last few years for draft prep, including uh, Justin Fields, uh, including uh, a handful of other uh, quarterbacks. And, you know, he said essentially that he feels like the the step that Trey Lance is going to take this season is he is confident that it's going to be a step that no other quarterback that he has worked with has taken before in terms of where he was before to where he will be this offseason. And and honestly, that's that's really what that, that's what's going to save Trey Lance's career, right? At least his career in, in San Francisco. He has to show Kyle Shanahan and his teammates more specifically, I think, that he is ready for for this for this role. Because more more likely than not, you know, uh we are we are now six days away from Brock Purdy's surgery right his surgery is scheduled for february 22nd we will know a lot more when that surgery ends what brock party's timeline is if they go mm-hmm. in and they realize the ligament is too damaged uh then they have to do a complete reconstruction and brock Purdy is out for all of 2023 if they do the the brace surgery like they anticipate then again it's six months but three months until he can start throwing and then it's a ramp up from there but regardless six months from February 22nd is August 22nd, which is, you know, opening, opening day is right around the corner. Week one is right around the corner. So Lance is going to have an opportunity to prove to Mm -hmm. Shanahan and his teammates that he is worthy of this job. And then if his play backs it up, you know, it, it could be that Brock Purdy was this sensation and, and then he gets relegated to QB two because Trey Lance, again, is far more athletically gifted than Brock Purdy is. And if he can operate the offense like Purdy was, uh, the sky really is the limit. I'm I'm mentally prepared to see Trey in week one. I'm, I'm mentally preparing myself for that. I'm not saying that he will, 
but just just for my own sort of expectations because look anybody who's thrown anything in the history of anything knows that 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 the this motion on your arm is the most stressful thing you can do right that's mm-hmm. that's the most and for the, those of you listening I'm, I'm putting my elbow up and my arm my, my hand up here and pushing it forward like a pitcher does right like you it is the most stressful act that you can have on your arm and there's all sorts of repetitive stress injuries that happen as a result of it that aren't necessarily worthy of surgery. So, you know, barring, barring any setbacks, yeah, Brock should be ready within the, the time frame of preseason. But that being said, we don't know if he's going to be throwing. We don't know how his rehab is going to be going, if there are any setbacks or anything like that. So I think that the fair thing to do for the 49ers is to prepare as if Trey is going to be starting for a week or two well, Brock is still getting his legs under him and his arm into into game shape. Because look, it's not just about rehab. It's also about getting your arm into game shape and being able to handle the rigors of a full season. We just saw Trey Lance say that he had, quote unquote, a dead arm because he threw too much. Now, the same could happen for a guy who hasn't thrown enough. And I think that there's something to be said about that. So yeah, like I think that this is a tremendous opportunity for Trey to to show that number one, he can stay healthy. And number two, that he is taking those leaps and bounds. There's another quote. Uh, I, I uh, Akash quoted it. I forget who he was quoting, but they talked about Trey needing to come in and be like a quote unquote totally different quote, quarterback. This that was Breer. That was a Breer yeah. quote. Yeah, I was going to read Breer, that. Right? Quote. It was interesting. Yeah, I'll follow yeah. up with, you on that, with that quote. Okay, so yeah, and I think that that's to me the the verbiage is very interesting because that's a that's a pretty steep hill to climb to basically remake your entire game and become a completely new player. I don't know if that's what the expectation is, but if that is the expectation that they're putting on Trey Lance, they're they're stacking the deck against him frankly. Like you're not you're not going to transform your entire game in an offseason when at this age at this level of experience, right? It's going to take it's going to take more than than that. I mean, I would hope that he comes back better and I think he'll come back better. But it's not just that. It's also, can he remain healthy? Like the, the, the other thing is, is that Trey is, after every single start that he's had, with the exception of Chicago one, he's gotten hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been out for a significant amount of time. So I think that's the other thing that they're realizing is that it's not just about the ability, it's about the availability. Yeah. The one, most one important of the, ability. And, and one of the big reasons they moved on from Garoppolo was availability. And they bring in this kid who who hasn't been available. And Trey also talked in the interview that, OTAs were a huge wake-up call for him in 2021 in, in camp, just in terms of what he needed to do mentally and get ready. And the quote from Breer was, he said, Lance is well-liked and works his tail off. He's not as skilled as a runner as the Niners had hoped, but he's a big, strong athlete. The question really is whether he can improve as a passer. He's not a natural thrower of the ball. But Jalen Hurts wasn't either. He developed so it can happen. And if Lance, through his work with his personal coaches, comes back a different quarterback in the spring and lights up OTAs, then I think the Niners would be thrilled. Nothing in there to me is of positive nature. And that's not anything against Lance. Lance has had a really rough go so far. So he comes in. I don't know what anyone expected from him. We've talked about this. He was as green as any quarterback ever coming in. He didn't play in a year. And then he comes in in 2021 and he hurts his finger. Zane, you were talking about the injuries. Hurts his finger and his finger wasn't right for a really long time. So he gets hurt right away. And then he gets a start and he hurts his knee. So he was pretty much banged up the whole, his whole first season. And then he comes back in 2021 and it's supposed to be his team. And we talked about, there's still expectations 
there or I should say there were expectations of this team that were lower because we didn't know what he was because he hadn't played in forever. And you could even see the way Kyle was using him. He was using him as a runner and less of a thrower. So he gets hurt again. So now it's three pretty significant injuries. The third one was a major injury and he hasn't had any time on the field whatsoever. And the big quote to me here was, he's not as skilled as a runner as the Niners had hoped. Well, what the hell were you looking at? Because I can tell you watching him run once, he's, he's a clunky runner. He runs yeah. into contact. He falls into contact. And when he got hurt, you know, you have everybody who's like, oh, well, I guess Lamar Jackson shouldn't run anymore. I guess Jalen Hurts shouldn't run anymore. That wasn't the point. The point is those guys know how to protect themselves. Trey Lance at this point does not. So he's running, 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 and he doesn't know how to protect himself. And again, we said on the show, he's going to get hurt. Look at the way he runs into contact. He's going to get hurt. He got hurt. So yeah, Trey has to learn to protect himself. But if if you're going into this saying, well, he's got to improve as, as a runner. He's got to improve as a passer. Well, no shit. He hasn't played in three years. You knew he was a project. And I feel like what, what was the thought process? Did they not know this was going to be a, a long, a long haul type thing? Did they think he was just going to come in and be great? He's very green. He was more of a project. So I understood the Garoppolo thing for, for a year, but then the injuries have set him back. And now Purdy comes in and you're like, whoa, where did this guy come from? So he's had a really rough go of it. And now I feel like there's kind of some unfair criticism of someone who just, how can he have these things? He doesn't have the reps. We knew what he was coming in. He was physically gifted sort of ball of clay that you can mold. He's not someone like Purdy who's coming in as a four-year starter with 1,400 pass attempts. He's not that dude. So, like, is he more talented than Purdy athletically? Sure. But he doesn't have the reps. And I think what we're seeing now is a little bit unfair to him. Yeah, that, and that was always my argument in, in 2021 about why Trey Lance should be starting. My argument was never that he is right now better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought that there were traits that he had, that there were aspects of his game that that could like supersede what Garoppolo offered immediately, and that really is just downfield passing. But I I am with you out. They drafted him with the idea that that he was going to get the Patrick Mahomes plan, right? Which is mm-hmm. we draft this player to a team that is really good and we have a solid QB, right? The Chiefs had Alex Smith, the 49ers mm-hmm. had Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to let him sit for a year and develop whether you can develop by sitting and and just getting you know, uh practice squad reps or or scout team reps. I'm not I'm not a an authority enough to say yes or no on that. But it just doesn't make sense to me that you would draft a guy. Patrick Mahomes played for three seasons in a power five at a power five school. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance played a season at a, at a D two school or a, or a one double a school. So this idea that you drafted him with, with the Patrick Mahomes plan in mind still doesn't make sense because ultimately what Trey Lance needed and, and everybody knew it was reps on reps on reps on reps because he hadn't played. And if you're mm-hmm. not going to give him those game reps, then what are you doing? Why are you drafting this kid? And that's what I never understood. And so again, was it was it awesome to 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 make it all the way to the NFC Championship game in 2021? Sure. Absolutely. And 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 for Kyle Shanahan, obviously, that is a a feather in his cap and then to back it up this season as well. But ultimately, you lost a year of development for this kid cuz he never saw the field. And then you, you give him the starting job 
but you don't game plan for, for a passing attack at all because you don't trust him. And then he gets hurt in the first quarter of game two and you lose an entire another season of development. Like you said, Al, it's just unfair, right? His his journey has just been a, a, a tragedy, if you will, in terms of how you develop this kid. And if he would have gone to any other team in the top five, right, he probably would have started. And he probably would have started because that team in the top five typically sucks out loud, right? And they don't have a quarterback. And so they're going to throw that kid in. And so that's where I feel like he he ultimately was disadvantaged by being drafted by the 49ers because they had these dual timelines that they were trying to run when in reality, you can't do that. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what Shanahan and Lynch tried to do. And now it's backfired. And thank God for Purdy, but now Purdy's hurt, right? So it's like, it's just a, almost a comedy of errors in terms of the the QB play. And, you know, it, it really brings us to the, the question that we kind of wanted to, to base this episode around was, you know, is quarterback play the only reason the 49ers haven't won their sixth Lombardi? And, and I think it's easy to say yes in terms of the Kyle Shanahan era, but there is, we can look at the Harbaugh era as well and say, mm-hmm. you know, you've got you've got the Ravens Super Bowl, and then you've got 2019, and now you've got you know two NFC Championship games that you've that you've lost. So, like I said last episode, the biggest development for this team has got to be Purdy or Lance being a dude, because that is what's going to get them their next Lombardi. Because we're going to see, and Al, you're going to show us. Uh, what what has the quarterback play been like uh, in the Super Bowl and in these NFC Championship games that that they've lost? So before that, before I'll get to that, I I, I want to add one thing about this whole quarterback situation. So if we flash back to because I think a lot of a lot of what we're thinking and saying is hindsight, and it's and it's much easier to reflect back on it now and make sense of it or try to make sense of it. But at the time, so, we had to remember that that. Jimmy was constantly hurt, right? Essentially, they, they played with the hurt quarterback, and that was the that was one of the biggest reasons why they didn't win that championship game. They couldn't couldn't he couldn't throw, he could barely throw. So that was uh you know well I mean uh, Trey was on the team last year, but the urgency to start him this year came from that. But the urgency to acquire him was basically 2020, where again Jimmy was hurt, and they had what they thought was a very good roster, a, a championship caliber roster at that time, coming off the 2019 year. And it got totally derailed because you had nobody behind Jimmy that could play. And he predictably got hurt. So they, they needed to make a move at quarterback. Like, I, I think that the, the other thing we need to remember is that what would they have done going into 20, you know, 2021, what would they have done? What, what, what cards could they have played at the quarterback position to remedy the, the current situation of your, your current QB one and Jimmy Garoppolo, not being able to stay healthy. Justin Fields doesn't look very good. Mac Jones sucks. Zach Wilson also sucks. Trevor Lawrence is the only quarterback that was drafted in that draft in the first round that was worth a damn. And well, that, they tried to go Stafford Watson, and then when Watson got in legal trouble, they they panicked. That's right. What so I think I think that's what happened is that they, they they panicked, and they ended up drafting Lance. And it, again, it was it was multiple things that led to that. So now you you flash forward. So they knew he was he was green. They knew this when they drafted him. And they knew that he would be a project when they drafted him. And they knew that that there were unknowns about him when they drafted him. He flashed forward to this year. All right, Lance gets hurt. 
big, biggest complaint about Jimmy for people is that he gets hurt. They brought him back anyways. Okay. Predictably what happens? He gets hurt. So now again, Purdy, like you said, thank God for Purdy. That's, that's awesome. But he's hurt as well. Right. We didn't know much about him anyways. That was like a flyer and that turned out well, but my whole thing is that the Niners are acting shocked now that Trey Lance is as green as he is. It's like you, you knew that about him. The entire quarterback situation, you have dealt with knowns, not unknowns. And despite that, you have still made those decisions. You knew Jimmy Garoppolo's injury prone. You brought him back. You knew that Trey Lance is a project. You still drafted him. You like it's it's those things that end up setting you back. Like the the initial thing that I will never let go of. And this is totally irrational. The initial thing that bothers me so much is that Kyle Shanahan, when he came here in 2017, was so in love with Kirk Cousins that he had Brian Hoyer as a placeholder and essentially punted on that year and passed on Patrick Mahomes in the first round because he wanted because he wanted the thought of Kirk Cousins, who was with another team, who wasn't even who was who may not have been available at the end of that season. And it's it's things like that, it's decisions like that that lead to trickle-down effects that you're seeing now where you haven't settled the quarter acquisition because when you had a chance to acquire somebody that was elite, that had a track record of being elite, you didn't do it. And you instead went with a thought of something that may or may not happen. So at that position, it's time for them to stop going with unknowns and and I hope that this could happen and go with somebody that's like, hey, this is a proven winner. This guy can actually get it done and stay healthy for us. Is it Brock Purdy? I mean, he's already hurt, right? But who knows? Yeah. I certainly think that Trey will get his chance, but I don't think that I don't think that Trey is going to be Q1 for the duration of the season unless something goes terribly wrong with Purdy, given what Purdy's given us. Well, this year is going to be another year of unknowns, <laughs> regardless. But listen, yeah. people can believe me or not believe me. If Deshaun Watson didn't get in legal trouble, he would have been the quarterback of the 49ers. The I, trade I that they traded yeah. Trey Lance would have gone. I don't feel Lance. like that's a I don't feel like that's a hot take. Like the it's package not, that no. they gave to Miami yeah, is was. not a typical package that you give right. to move up. Yeah. That was a package that was for Watson. Watson, they Watson. They did, yeah. All right. Well, now we'll get a draft pick instead. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. So, all right. So anyway, Brian, you mentioned this quarterback stuff. So here's where I am mentally for you guys and my listener, just the listeners or whatever. So is Al doing well right now? No. And here's a good thing. I don't even drink like basic beer. You guys know I like craft beer. I just found a random PBR can like just sitting on the chair. That that's, that's how I'm holding this up for people to see. Like there's just beer cans all over the house. I'm sitting in the dark, like rocking, like, like Al is not doing well. So all these things are going through my head. And if you listen to the last show, you know that. So anyway, I was thinking this morning, like the Niners have been in six NFC championship games and two Super Bowls, and they haven't come away with one. Why? Well, we saw what Patrick Mahomes and even Jalen Hurts did as a quarterback. Both of those guys really lifted the teams up this past Super Bowl. So I went back and looked, and I wanted to look at every single quarterback performance in the final game of the season. Did it hold the team back? So, guys, we got to start in 2011 with Alex Smith. So Alex Smith was in no way a prolific quarterback at that point with the 49ers. He did have some good statistical years with the Chiefs, but that season he didn't average 200 yards a game passing. I think he had 13 touchdowns and five interceptions. It was a very game. It's the Greg Roman offense, Al. It's the Greg Roman offense. Very, 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 very game manager type year. Now, was he awesome in the Saints game? Hell yeah. That was one of my favorite games ever when he has the, the QB run and he, he the passes to Vernon Davis at the end. But in the NFC Championship, now he was throwing to Brett Swain, you know, but he still had Crabtree and Vernon Davis, but he's 12 for 26 two touchdowns for 196 yards. So it was crappy out. The Giants didn't score a lot of points either, but let's not pretend Smith was anywhere near prolific. 
they didn't really have a quarterback that year. They had a great team. Did Smith maybe hold them back in that game? Well, he wasn't one of the best quarterbacks. He didn't have Tom Brady back there for that. So Alex was still kind of developing into a better quarterback at that point. The Niners didn't have a top-tier QB, and they lose. And it's not the reason they lost. They lost because of fumbles. But they didn't score points either. So that was a year where you don't – I think it's hard to, not hard to argue that you didn't have a quarterback that year. Now, 2012, for even if you want to bash Colin Kaepernick, they don't make the Super Bowl without Colin Kaepernick 2012. No. And, mm-hmm. and the Niners – came out in that game. They came out flat. They got down big, but cap brought him back. He threw for 300 yards. He ran for 62. It's very hard for me to say they did not have a quarterback in 2012. They did. It may not be your traditional throw from the pocket type guy, but he got them there. He helped lead them back. He was not the reason they lost at all. If the play calling was different, and I know that they tried to have him run one time from the five and they had to call a timeout. You should have had him run three times from the five. Like, why are you not putting the ball in his hands instead of throwing the fates? So 2012 is an outlier. I think they did have the quarterback that year, and they didn't win for other reasons. 2013 is a different story. And listen, Seattle's defense was a buzzsaw, and they had to go into Seattle. But when your quarterback turns the ball over three times late in the second half, you don't win, right? I mean, it's, you can't even argue that. You do, you do not win. So that year, yeah, if, if they had a quarterback who took care of the ball, they might've won and it might've been a little bit different. So now I would say two out of three years, if they did have the answer at quarterback, things might've been a little bit different. So then let's fast forward to 2019. We've been over this. We've talked about this and you could talk about Garoppolo in the playoffs for the, his, his two years in the playoffs with the Niners has, has, has not been good. They're very pedestrian numbers in six games, 132 attempts, 80 completions, 962 yards, four touchdowns, six interceptions. He had good statistical numbers in the Super Bowl through three quarters. If you really watch the game, you see there were some second-level throws he didn't take, if you go back and sort of watch the film on that. And was he the only reason? No, but in the fourth quarter, he shut the ball. It's that simple. If you have a Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts-type performance in the fourth quarter, the Niners win that. And then we talked about 2021s, and you alluded to it, where he was hurt again. He was hurt again. He's always banged up. And he, they didn't do much in the fourth quarter. They didn't do much at all in the game against the Rams. And his stats in the 2021 playoff run, 16 for 25 for 172 in a pick, 11 for 19 for 131 in a pick, 16 for 30 for 232, two touchdowns and one pick. He did not play well. They did not have good quarterback play in a year when really last year they should have beat the Rams. They always beat the Rams. They had a really good chance to win the Super Bowl, and they did not have good quarterback play in the playoffs. It is that freaking simple. And this year – Obviously, the quarterback got hurt, so it wasn't all three didn't play poorly. Every quarterback got hurt, but Purdy got them there. It was the fourth quarterback to get to get them that far, the six times, which is amazing in itself. But he got hurt, so you couldn't. So once again, there's an issue with quarterback because of the injury. So it's either been poor play, turnovers, or injuries that have sort of held them back. I, I really think in five years out of the six. Yeah, you know it's interesting that that Super Bowl, I don't think people remember how good Colin Kaepernick was in that Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. we said it, we said it on last show. We might have to re uh, evaluate Jalen hurts in terms of his, his ranking on our, you know, franchise quarterback rankings. And I said, you can't have a performance like that in a Super Bowl and then come back and, you know, not, not be very good. And then you just reminded me that Colin Kaepernick did that. <laughs> 
right? Not that he was terrible the next year, but you know, 2012 was the was peak Kaepernick, and mm. it really just kind of went downhill from there. And is that Kaepernick's fault? Is that Greg Roman's fault? Is that Jim Harbaugh's fault? I don't. They know. never I developed him. Right. I don't. I don't have an answer for that, but uh, it does remind me that it that it can happen, and so I'm I'm not. Maybe maybe I have to retract what I said about Jalen Hurts. Although you know, I, I really do like Jalen Hurts as a player. I like kind of his demeanor. Um, you know, his he, the way that he handled himself after that loss. Uh, I, I think he's I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his skill set is a little bit different than Colin Kaepernick in terms of his throwing ability, mm-hmm. which also helps me, as we said earlier, have some. I guess hope for Lance, if you will, uh, because like Breer said, Hertz wasn't a great thrower of the football early on. And and we saw that we saw that in their loss to the bucks uh, last year in the playoffs. Uh, and so, you know, there is that, but it, 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 it is impressive, right? And you said it out. It's impressive to see what this team has accomplished in the 2010s and the 2020s without having a franchise quarterback. They have not had a franchise quarterback. I mean, could you really? say Cap Garcia Kaepernick was no, but no, yeah, Garcia would probably be the last one. Yeah. So, he was a pro bowler. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. And so I, I, I mean, the, the question is QB play. The only reason the four have won their six on party. The answer to that question is yes. It has to be yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like you said, in 2019, uh, they should have won that Super Bowl, and they would have if their quarterback played better. In 2021, they should have beaten the Rams in the NFC Championship game, and they had already beaten the Bengals that season uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. And then this year, obviously, you can't win a football game if you cannot throw a forward pass. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, it, it's difficult to win in the NFL if if you can't throw the football forward. So that's why, like, Quarterback discussion, it, it may get old, it may get stale, but the reality is, is that that is what has kept this team back. That is what has kept Kyle Shanahan from achieving what he wants to. And that's why, like I said, Purdy or Lance have to be a dude uh, or or it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to come off the rails pretty quickly. As of that 2012 Super Bowl, well, it was it was 2013, but as of that Super Bowl, the 49ers were the only team, and talking about how effective Colin Kaepernick was, they were the only team in the history of the Super Bowl to have 200-yard receivers, a 100-yard rusher, and a 300-yard passer and still lose. They were the only team to do that, and I, and I think that may still be a record at this point, although Brady put up all those yards against Philly and, and Foles did that as well uh, in that Super Bowl where, where the Patriots and the Eagles played. But... They, the Niners are the only team to not have a Pro Bowl quarterback since the time that Jeff Garcia was here. They're the only team in the NFL. Every single other team in the NFL has had at least one quarterback make a Pro Bowl. And for a team, we grew up on quarterback play, okay? Tyler Huntley, baby. Isn't that insane? <laughs> Unbelievable. And I think that that just goes to show. And look. Kyle Shanahan is great at a lot of things, right? We've established that. And he's a fantastic coach in a lot of ways. Two areas where I think he really needs to improve, where he hasn't been very good, is number one, identifying quarterbacks and, and I guess, developing them. And number two, uh, 
game management, which we which we talk about all the time, anyways. But the the one the first one specifically, the 49ers have had multiple chances to draft and or develop Hall of Fame level players, and they have passed every single time. Famously, Aaron Rodgers in t- 2005. Then you get they they had a, a chance to get Peyton Manning in the middle as well when he was when he was leaving the Colts. They didn't pull that trigger when Harbaugh was here. They had a chance to draft Patrick Mahomes. Didn't do it. They had a chance to sign Tom Brady after the Super Bowl loss. Didn't do it. Decided to stay with Jimmy. And when you fail that much at at acquiring Hall of Fame level talent, this is what happens because you you it puts you into a cycle where you cannot and will not find the next the next big thing. So now it's so now our hopes rest on Brock Purdy, which is one of the most unlikely stories in NFL history, right? Where you have Mr. Relevant coming in and he, he leads the team to the championship game and, and one step short of the Super Bowl. But that's really what it is, is that if it's not Trey, it's Brock. And if it's not Brock, then guys, who is it? Who's out there? Who, who's going to be the next great 49ers quarterback? I ask myself this all the time. We thought it was Jimmy when he came in 2017 because he set the world on fire for five games, got hurt the next year. Thought it was maybe Trey because of all the potential. He hasn't had a chance. Is it going to be Brock now? Are we are we hitching our wagon to him? I'm certainly hopeful because I'm passenger number 69 on that wagon. But my question is, is that when and who is that person going to be? Brady's done. He's no longer playing. He wanted to play here. He's done. And there's nobody else that's even remotely available for them to be able to acquire. So when are they going to get that franchise quarterback that's going to be here for 10 years and go to Pro Bowls and win Super Bowls? When is that going to happen again for this team? Well, they're hoping it's it's Purdy or Lance, and that's that's what we're going to find out this year, maybe. But it's interesting. So, well, Peyton Manning didn't come here because part of the reason was he thought Harbaugh was a dick. I think. Did you ever hear that story when they were playing catch when Peyton was coming yeah. off of his his neck and Harbaugh was like, "Oh, I'm throwing more zip than you are." But I think Peyton was kind of like, "Ah, right, this is Harbaugh, man. though, right? That's just Harbaugh but, being but, Harbaugh." I remember Peyton said his right. his head said San Francisco and his heart said Denver. I remember when he yeah. when he had his press conference? So when that happened, so it was I think it was closer than uh. Oh man, how history would have been different. But yeah, so Jeff Garcia made the Pro Bowl in 2002. So you're talking what was it, 20 seasons, 21 seasons? The Niners not only have they not had a quarterback make the Pro Bowl, they have had a quarterback play the full season five times since 2002. Oh my Cameron God. Cameron did it twice. Oh Alex Smith did it twice. And Garoppolo did it once. That That's is crazy. Insane. Absurd. Absolutely absurd. When you have Russell Wilson, wow. Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, we went over all these dudes, Matt Stafford playing every game for eight, nine, 10 years. Niners have not been able to do it. Some of it's been because they didn't have a quarterback, but a lot of it's been because of injury. Five times in 20 years, they've had a quarterback play the full season. It has been the fact that they've made, I was trying to figure out other teams that have done this, who have, who have been this successful with, with more than one QB. The only team I could figure out, unless I'm missing someone, were the Redskins, who won the Super Bowl with Theismann, Doug Williams, and Mark Griffin. They're the only team that I could think of over sort of a long period of time that was able to do that. Anybody else, they've had the QB or QBs to do that. You know, a, a Rodgers, a Favre to a Rodgers, uh, Montana to a Young, that sort of thing. So it's... It's bizarre, man. It's bizarre that they've been able to do that, but it's also not surprising they've been able to finish. You, you know what? The other thing that that in in this conversation I just realized, um, 
Do you know the last time the 49ers drafted a Pro Bowl quarterback? Montana 1979. Joe so 1979 Montana. and Joe Montana. Wow. Yeah. wow. Guys, guys, that's almost 50 years ago. Wow. That is, that oh is. Oh, my God. That is 44 years ago is the last time that the 49ers drafted a Pro Bowl quarterback, right? Young was acquired. Garcia was acquired. Mm -hmm. uh, Kaepernick was never a, a Pro Bowler. Um, nope. Garoppolo was acquired. So, yikes. <laughs> like, you know, this is a – the 49ers, see, again, have this reputation as a, a quarterback – team right a, a, a team who has had historically good quarterback play when in reality it's just two it's two dudes it's it's montana and young back to back yeah. right and mm -hmm. and young you know young retired damn near what 25 years ago yeah 25 years yeah. ago so wow. it's wow. been 25 years of of poor quarterback play to be perfectly honest yeah. if that's what we're talking yeah. about yeah, so, Garcia had a few good years there, but um, he did. They were that way with receivers too, too though. Remember that before yeah. Debo made the Pro Bowl, it was yeah, it was they had gone I think something like seventeen or eighteen seasons without a receiver making the Pro Bowl, and they had after gone uh, after after Terrell Owens, and even with like Crabtree when he had his thousand yard season, I think in, in it was uh, what twenty twelve he had thousand yards. That, no wait, he was yeah. that was the Achilles. Was it 2012 or 13? He had no, 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2012. So that was the first, that was first thousand yard season in, a, in 10 years since, since Terrell Owens had a thousand yeah. yards. So they go through these weird, like long lulls where, uh, and, and again, you can, you can point to the running backs and be like, oh, it's going to be several years before they, because they, they, they're running back by committee basically now. But although I think that with McCaffrey here, you'll see a thousand yards out of him, but they have weird little facts about them like that, where it's just like, wow, it's, it has been a long time. And, mm -hmm. You know, it it has been a long time since the Niners have had a, a franchise quarterback. And I think I, I'll say this again, just like I said this last week. When you go to a Super Bowl, it is a quarterback driven league. Look at the last few Super Bowl champions, Mahomes. And before that, it was Stafford. Before that was Brady. Before that was Mahomes again. Before that was Brady. Also, Brady Mahomes are basically the last half decade won all the Super Bowls, which is kind of funny. But it's just it's and, and before that was the, the Foles fluke. But before that, you know, like you, you look at Peyton Manning and then, and then there's, there was Russell Wilson in there, Roethlisberger and say what you want about Eli Manning, but he was, a, he was a top 10 pick, right? So all of those guys are literate, littered there. Aaron Rodgers as well. The game is not such anymore. Like Al, like you said, like the, the those Redskins teams or Washington commanders teams there that one with those quarterback, it's not like that anymore where you have a Jeff Hostetler come in for a Super Bowl and a couple of games and he can just win win the Super Bowl for you. It's not the league isn't they don't want that to happen. They want sustained success. They want the quarterbacks to be featured. The rules favor the quarterbacks in the offense. And if you and, and the Niners have just totally missed a train. Like in a in a in a game that favors offense for the most part until Purdy came in this year, they've been a defensive team. <laughs> they've been a defensive running the football team for a game that features like high flying offenses or that 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 favors those. So it's time for them to get on the train, get on the Brock Purdy hype train, right? And get a quarterback here that can run an offense that scores 30 plus points a game like they were doing with Purdy. So I'm hoping that that's the difference this year. And that I'm hoping that that's what puts them over the top. You know, so, it's crazy. I saw, oh, hold on. You know, it's crazy. I saw this tweeted out earlier today. 
You know what the the, the top three uh, playoff records uh, for head coaches are uh, since 2017 in the NFL? It's Andy Reid is one. Sean McVay is two at seven and three, and Kyle Shanahan Kyle. is third at six and three. He's won. Yeah, I was gonna say he's, he's won six games. He has he has the third best playoff win percentage of any coach in the NFL since 2017, and he hasn't had a quarterback. Yeah, like impressive. Imagine if he gets one. Imagine what happens if he gets one. Imagine what happens if Brock or Trey are one of those guys. Like, like I said, the sky is the absolute limit for this offense. Part of not having one is kind of his fault. <laughs> so sure, sure. I'm not saying, yeah, absolutely. But but still, like it just goes to show the dude can coach his ass off. Oh, yeah. Now, now if 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 you got a consistent quarterback, like watch out. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, the sky's the limit. It's Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, you know, against each other in every Super Bowl, basically. If 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 you look at it that way. So, how important is a quarterback? And it wasn't necessarily like this in the in the NFC, but in the AFC from 2001 through 2018, Brady, Manning, or Roethlisberger were in every single Super Bowl but two. Rich Gannon was in one in 2002, and then Joe Flacco against the Niners in 2012. And since then, Mahomes has been in three out of the four. So yep. that's how important it is to have a dominant quarterback. You've seen the AFC just completely dominated by now with Mahomes, just four dudes for over 20 years. It's important. It's important to get one of these guys. And when, and when, when you sure. get, it's hard to do, but when you get them, it's, you set yourself up for a, a long run, man. But it's been, the fact the Niners have had the success without a quarterback is amazing, but it's also super frustrating because they've been so close and they haven't done it. Yeah. Also, point about Kyle Shanahan's playoff record. So Steve Mariucci only was only three and four in the playoffs. And we look back at Mooch as one of the greatest coaches that this team has had, aside from the the, the two years where they were kind of rebuilding where Steve Young retired and they kind of needed to figure things out with Garcia. But he, he was three and four in the playoffs. And I and I remember that time very fondly. And, and I look back and I'm like, wow, he only had three playoff wins. I feel like he he won more, but he he won three playoff games, one in ninety seven, one in ninety eight, and one that wild card game in, in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. So that, that just makes the job that Kyle's done all that much more impressive. And the fact that, I oh mean, I wish that 2020 team was healthy so we could, that that's kind of the outlier here. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he'll put together another playoff. Like, you know, what's going to happen. He's going to, he's going to make a bunch of crazy stuff is going to happen. Kyle's going to pull some wins out of his ass and, and they're going to go to the playoffs again this year. Right. Because he's, that's what he's, he's become an expert at that. Kyle Shanahan has is an expert of making chicken sal- chicken salad out of chicken shit, and I just want to yeah. see him make chicken salad out of not, out of actual chicken. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm ready for. I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's let's uh, let's develop one of these guys and let's let's ride that that train to you know multiple Super Bowls because I I, I think Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. can do that. He just has to have the quarterback to do it, and and I do think that Brock or Trey will will get him there. It's just a matter of who yeah. who ends up essentially winning that job and 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 we'll see we'll see this offseason because trey's going to have the opportunity because of brock's injury and then the question becomes can brock recover enough to get back to where they were so i mean they have to like i said they they absolutely have to uh or or this team is is not going to host hoist that sixth lombardi all right guys we always think, what, what are we going to talk about for 45 minutes? And before you know it, you look up and it's 45 minutes. Got to love this team. Always something to talk about. Always. All right. Always. For Brian and Zane, I'm out.
Beijo. Later! Nine is on three! One, two, three! Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company.